This is Living Lean, the show that teaches you how to apply the science of nutrition and training to sustainably create your leanest, strongest body and build the most confident version of yourself. I'm your host, Jeremiah Bear. Let's get into the show. What is good? Welcome back to the show. Today, we have some very diverse questions. I should say first, we have a Q&A today with some diverse questions. I'm stoked to get into these, so let's go ahead and dive right in. First question we have is, what are your top tips for vegetarians trying to optimize body comp? And should you also follow it up with, what about vegans? All right, so... Um, typically a veget or a vegan is just going to be a stricter vegetarian. So whereas many, many vegetarians that I've worked with will still eat, for example, eggs, um, dairy products, things like that. Most vegans are going to avoid animal products altogether. So of course the biggest issue here, when we're talking about like optimizing body composition for a vegan or a veg, oh, a vegetarian, <laughs> excuse me. The biggest, like these rules of what we need to do, these principles, I should say, of what we need to do to create your best body composition don't change. Control calories, eat adequate protein, make sure we're following a smart, well-structured training program. Very similar to what I would prescribe to anyone else. The main difference here is really nutritionally, making sure that your clients are getting all the nutrients that they need. So... And I know that this, um, that she's asking in the context of a client. So here, first and foremost, protein is typically the biggest struggle in cases like this. So for a vegetarian lifter, it really, like for someone that's comfortable, like if they're just avoiding eating meat and fish, or like I've worked with some clients too that are pescatarian, so they will eat fish. But if they're just avoiding like meat, then it's a lot easier. We can still get quality protein sources in through like okay maybe we're making sure you have like one to two servings of cottage cheese or a low-fat greek yogurt per day we're having some eggs in the morning and then we kind of fill the rest of the gaps with plant-based plant-based protein sources and maybe a protein powder or again like if you're a pescatarian we can go harder on the fish we can work in some shrimp here you're also okay to eat eggs so in situations like that the reality is, is very not, it's really not very hard at all to hit these protein needs. But then when we're working with a vegan client, that's where things get a little bit more complex. So the reality here is, especially for both vegetarians and vegans, but especially for vegans, achieving optimal body composition does require quite a bit more supplementation than we would normally work in, than I would normally recommend for a client. Because again, when we're looking at these protein sources, one, most of your vegan protein sources are not going to be a very lean source of protein. So when we look at like plant-based quote unquote meats, often they'll have like a lot of carbs as well. Or like if beans are a main protein source, we have a decent amount of carbs, a decent amount of fat there for not a ton of protein. Nuts, a ton of fat for relatively little amount of protein. So one, it's just harder to get adequate protein will still control the calories. And two, we also have to look at the bioavailability of the, of the protein that we're taking in. So the problem here is many plant-based protein sources have much worse bioavailability than animal-based protein sources, meaning your body can absorb less of the protein and actually use it. 
So even if we are like, let's say somebody is eating 200 grams of protein from entirely plant sources versus 200 grams of protein from animal sources, you are going to get much less out of the protein from the plant-based sources. So we also have this problem of bioavailability. So the reality is for like a vegan, it does often come down to we're working in more plant-based protein shakes than we typically would for um, a like even a vegetarian or somebody that's like normally I would say like, yo, we want to keep it to one to two protein shakes per day. But in this case, often we have to push it to higher just to get a decent amount of quality protein sources. Now, again, like even here, a plant-based protein powder in itself is going to generally be lower than an egg or whey-based protein powder in the amino acid leucine, which is a key component to building lean muscle and a big part of what we're talking about when we're talking about bioavailability. These plant-based sources have a worse of protein have a worse amino acid profile. But fortunately, many of your plant-based protein powders have leucine added in. So this kind of helps bridge the gap. But along with that, it is helpful to supplement with essential amino acids. Because one more time, so acid, amino acid profile of plant proteins is less optimal. So supplementing with EAAs or essential amino acids can help ensure that your client is really absorbing and making use of the, all the protein that they're consuming. And I've had some some vegan clients take two to three servings of an EAA per day. And again, not something I would normally rep- necessarily recommend for someone that wasn't um, following a plant-based diet. But in this case, it does help a lot. I would also absolutely recommend that this client take creatine, Um, And for anyone, creatine monohydrate is a good, well-researched supplement, but especially for someone on a plant-based diet where creatine primarily comes from the meat in our food, supplementing with creatine is smart. Vitamin B12 is another common one. It's a good idea to supplement. If you don't get that, your clients will feel very tired, um, very weak, which is a common thing that people that are new to follow a vegan diet complain of um iron is another good one there some type of algae oil is also a good recommendation so we need plenty of omega-3s in the diet the problem is like especially if this client is avoiding eating fish they're probably going to have a harder time now also we know we can't supplement with fish oil if the client is opposed to eating fish because again it's an animal product so algae oil is a good way to um make or hit the omega-3 totals and then like again really it just outside of that it does come down to following these same smart principles but it's really about okay one how can we get enough protein with a good amino acid profile to build lean muscle and then two how do we make sure that you're not missing out all these other nutrients you need for optimal performance and health so in a nutshell outside of that like nothing really changes for a vegan or vegetarian client it just comes down to getting really focused on the nutrition. And the reality is it often takes a lot more planning ahead. But if you follow these guidelines, you can absolutely get build an amazing body composition as a vegan or vegetarian lifter. I've seen it many times. Next up, we have what is your favorite and least favorite body part to train? This is a hard one. Um, I love training back. So like any row variation, is super fun for me for me like 
lats specifically have always been a strength and every everybody just loves training while they're strong at um so like any row lat pull down variation really any back movement i love oh man i wish i could just say upper body as a body part actually i will say one of my biceps triceps are probably two of my least favorite muscle groups to train i did can't explain why i have just never really enjoyed training biceps or triceps which i know is kind of odd for most dudes but um damn back chest would be i love training chest i love i love a dumbbell seated shoulder press to me for whatever reason that just seems like action or even any dumbbell overhead press variation so like a half kneeling shoulder press a standing one-arm dumbbell shoulder press to me just seems like this beautiful blend of functional training and bodybuilding like actual smart functional training not some shit where we're standing on a bosu ball like functional for life while also getting you jacked in a process so like any dumbbell overhead press variation i like i also really really like shoulder complexes like shoulder finishers and getting a great shoulder pump damn this is hard but i also love training chest i am gonna say though out of all of those three I probably enjoy training shoulders the most. So I'm going to stick with that. Favorite muscle group, final answer is shoulders. Least favorite is not hard for me at all. It's definitely training calves. <laughs> um, to me, honestly, for the longest time, it felt like the biggest waste of time to me just because actually, I, I mean, I could say forearms because I never even to me that's just such there were so many other things i would rather do with my time and i could care less and that's similar to how i feel about my calves that said like <laughs> for the last few months my coach has been working calves into my program so of course i've been um training them and for like my clients that i know that's a priority for i of course work that in too but definitely not the most stimulating um training for me so that's definitely my least favorite and our final question of the day is, what does your weekly schedule look like nowadays? How do you balance slash make time? Um, and she continued this in another question for social posts, blogs, podcasts, clients, etc. All right. So my week right now is very much set up every day. I have one focus for the day and I try to minimize the amount of anything else that I have to do so I can really just focus on like doing a shit ton of this one task. So for example, like I talked about on last week's Q&A, my Mondays are geared entirely towards just busting out client check-ins, getting all those done in one day if at all possible. So this means that I'm trying to avoid or create in advance, I should say, like any social media posts, podcast clips, um, letters to my list, anything like that that I need to go out, I create that in advance. Monday is entirely my, um, it's entirely client check-in. So I'll typically wake up around 6 or 6.30. If I go to bed before 10, um, I will wake up at 6. If I go to bed from 10 to 10.30, I'll wake up at 6.30 and it's pretty rare that I ever go to bed later than that. But from there, I'll spend my first hour and a half to two hours going through my morning routine, um, learning, just making breakfast, going for a walk, things like that. And then I'll dive in. Um, and really, like Mondays from eight, usually eight thirty till about 
8 30 to 9 at night um i'm going to be answering client check-ins and really mondays and normally wednesdays are my longer days of the week and every other day of the week i try to be done by six to seven so um mondays are client check-ins tuesdays i record a lot of podcasts so tuesdays are when i set up the most like interviews i have with other people um i will record my q a's my wednesday episodes so usually on Tuesdays, I'm recording three to four podcasts, um, which of course takes up quite a bit of time. And then I am answering client check-ins that <laughs> drifted in late or like answering my clients' responses to my response to their check-in. So I spend quite a bit of time emailing on Tuesday as well. But Tuesday, I'm normally, Tuesday, I always, I should say, make dinner for Katie, my girlfriend. So I'm always done by, I have to be done by six on Tuesday so I can go to the store and she can be here by seven for us to cook. So, and that's really like one of the most helpful things for me is honestly like creating deadlines. Like I know for the longest time I struggled with every night. It was like until 11 at night, I was still working on stuff. And then from one round of my 90 day outcomes, I set the goal of every day for 90 days, I'm going to be done by 6 p.m. no matter what. And I had my coach holding me accountable to it. And for me, just like setting that deadline, no matter what, I have to be done by this time. I was amazed how much more productive it made me just because like I was hustling to get stuff done, but I realized I could do so much more and so much less time. So now I always try to do that throughout the week as much as possible. Like, okay, how can I like set up something to where it's going to force me to be done by this time? Because really the task at hand is going to (laughs) fill, it's going to fill as much time as possible. So it's very important to create a hard deadline for things like this. So Tuesdays, podcasts, more emails. Um, And like every day of the week, I have at least one big email block. So I always spend, like, I would say there's never a day of the week where I spend less than like one to two hours emailing. And again, that's just part of being an online coach. But on Wednesdays, those are my blog day. Um, I'll also write most of my emails to my list for the next week on Wednesday. So that's very much like a creative, a lot of writing. And then again, I'll answer more client emails. Thursdays. Um, I have some mentor calls. So Thursday, I start a little bit earlier. My first mentor call is seven and then I will program most of the day. So Thursday is a big, I try to bust out all my clients programs on one day of the week. Thursday is where I do most of those. And that's very much the focus for the day. And then Friday is a kind of content creation day and a day again, where I have more calls. So I'll create posts for the upcoming four to seven days, depending on how on top of it I am and how much content I, I already have created and try to, I'll try to prepare content for as far ahead as possible. I also, again, have a mentor client call, um, calls with my mentors or my mentorship circle. But again, this is kind of, this is kind of a day where it's like, okay, whatever has to be done by this weekend or to be ready to roll out on Monday um that's where i do all this and then i try to create as much content as possible with the remaining time saturdays i almost always try to take off entirely so i'll usually have my posts created ahead of time if not that's when you see me on saturdays post something that's like (laughs) whatever just a picture of me and katie doing something random with like an emoji as a caption and it's clearly way less effort than i normally put into my captions um but 
Saturday, I'll normally delete the Gmail app from my phone and just try to be present, hang out. Then Sunday is kind of a part or a half day for me. So typically, I would say probably four to six hours on Sunday, I will just prep for the week. So if any client check-ins came in early, which generally I have quite a few come in on Sunday, I will type up a response to those, make sure I'm on top of my emails if at all possible, um, create content for the next week. If there's any training programs, anything like that that I need to wrap up, just a few last minute things, I'll do that. And then meal prep for the week so I can make sure that I am on point for the upcoming week and I don't have to spend like a lot of time of my work day just cooking. Um, and in a nutshell, yeah, <laughs> that's really how I go about it. That's how I make time for it. And I mean, I think the biggest thing is just, again, like putting yourself in situations where you have these deadlines really helps. And I also know I've talked about this a ton, but putting yourself in situations where you can't be distracted. How can you eliminate as many distractions as possible? Is your phone far away from you? Have you blocked social media on your computer? Um, have you blocked email on your computer if you need to be creating something? Just creating situations like that is really the key. Like there's not a specific like time blocking hack that I have because no lie, I wish I could get way more done than I do as well. But for me, the most helpful things have been like having a big theme of like, this is the day that I do this. This is the day I create social media. This is the day I blog. This is the day I podcast as opposed to like spreading all those things out across every day of the week. One day with like, this is the thing I do today has been super helpful. Um, and yeah, as far as the schedule goes, that is pretty much it. All right. And that is all I have for you guys today. Thank you for tuning in.